Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VR investing podcast. Uh, another one of those what just happened days. Uh, you know, it reminds us uh, very much of uh, the old uh, Wall Street adage. It says, not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news that matters most. It's really what smart money investors tend to key off of. Uh, if you've done this long enough, you know that um, if you get really bad news and the market goes up, that's a tell. Same thing on the on the other side. You know, you get great news and the market or a stock drops. That's not what you want to see if you're long. Uh, but uh, today we got the bullish outcome that, that we really want to continue to see in advance of tomorrow's bank earnings. Q1 bank earnings really kick off in style tomorrow with bank earnings. But this morning, when the Johnson & Johnson, Dow futures were up about 80, uh, open was looking pretty good. And here came the news that Johnson & Johnson has put a pause on their vaccine uh, because it's causing rare blood disorders. And folks, look, we are, we have, uh, we've been consistent about coronavirus from the beginning. Uh, I think most of us agree that there's something else going on here. It's about it's about much more than a global pandemic, quote unquote. That this is about control. This is about communism, frankly. You know, the, which is the elite running the world, globalists running the world, power structure really being at the very top uh, that uh, that rests inside of government. That's what. That's what I've believed. I think, frankly, it's what most people that I know and respect believe. Of course, you won't hear very little of this, of any of this, on our mainstream media. Uh, but when it comes to the vaccine, we've also been very consistent that, yes, while the vaccine is experimental, all of them are experimental, uh, and no, you can't sue any drug manufacturer if, the, if these vaccines hurt you, harm you, kill you, doesn't matter. Uh, there's no liability for these drug companies. That was a sweetheart deal they got to rush them through the process. Understandable, but it's still reality. But it's still a personal choice. Uh, we all know somebody, I know I do, friends and family, they're taking the va- one of the vaccines, and it's a personal choice. We always respect personal choice, and we never, ever want to see bad news uh, about a, a vaccine outcome. So uh, we'll leave that where it is. Uh, we have our views. We're sure you have yours. Uh, but... Um, from the market's point of view, the market did not like the news this morning. Everything plummeted on the news. The Dow dropped from plus 80 to minus 150. Everything fell. But then all of a sudden, here came the NASDAQ, right? The, the work-from-home stocks gave the market uh, – it's this rotation that continues to happen, many rotations here and there. And that's what we saw today. Work-from-home stocks uh, started to rally uh, and supported NASDAQ. NASDAQ held the market up, and then we had, a, again, another good smart money hour. Uh, that makes uh, <clears throat> six out of eight days with smart money hour closes that were bullish. Uh, that's a very, very bullish tell, tip, typically. Uh, but it ca- is counteracted by what we've seen in the internals. Uh, today marks six out of seven days with mixed to negative internals. Uh, that's going to have to change at some point. Oh, this market's going to have a hard time going up. We actually think it's going to get resolved pretty soon. And uh, look, we're extreme overbought, you know, on a VR investing system. Uh, two days ago, we had extreme overbought on both the S&P 500 and Dow Jones. Uh, that's typically when bad things tend to happen. Uh, so, again, there's a lot of mixed, mis- mixed market messaging that's happening right now. But we have to remember what's underpinning all of it. 
We are in a new bull market. We are one year into a new bull market. We're one year into a global U.S. and global economic recovery. These are not short-term events, and they're not minor events. These events last five years plus. So the big picture, right, the, the macro that we all care about the most is that we are in a massive U.S. and global bull market. It's propelled by tens of trillions of dollars in uh, funny money, global QE, uh, both monetary and fiscal stimulus that's underpinning everything. Essentially, the Fed and central banks all over the world are telling you, you have to buy stocks. You, you have to buy stocks because rates aren't going higher. And there's, again, the 10-year now is back to 1.62% yield. Not that it may, got, may not go a little higher. But again, we still have negative rates in Germany uh, throughout, uh, throughout some of Europe. Germany, uh, again, Germany, most important, largest country, best healed financial country in Europe. And uh, Japan still has negative rates. So again, it's that there's a lot of reason, a lot of gravity at work here. Uh, not including the fact that the Federal Reserve is buying every month $120 billion worth of debt and the ongoing QE. So all of this is underpinning a massive global recovery. That's the big picture. That's really what most of us care about. The rest of this we talk about for short-term timing purposes because that's important as well. You know, Nobody wants to, 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 to jump in aggressively right when everything's trading at extreme overbought. You know, there are better times to do that. But I got to tell you, We'll talk about the internals today in just a moment. But for the, for the fact that we've had six out of seven days with negative market, mixed to negative, poor internals, yet the market keeps going up, folks, that's a tell in and of itself, uh, just the strength of this bull market. Today, all-time highs in S&P 500, XLK, which is the tech, big, big, big cap tech ETF, uh, and XR, XLRE, which is a real estate ETF, I think we had a few more as well. In addition, this is big. Tyler reminded me for the call, uh, for the podcast here, the DAX, Germany's DAX index, again, most important throughout Europe, hit an all-time high today. So again, it's a global bull market of size and scope. And uh, the best way to approach it is continue to stay long and strong and then use pullbacks to add to your position. Dips must continue to be bought. Uh, Yes, inflation is starting to come back. Yes, it may be transitory. We'll see, but it's early inflation, like we're seeing now. As painful as that may be when you go to the grocery store and you got to pay bills and you got to look at all the things that cost so much more now, right? Healthcare, education, on and on and on. But early inflation is hyper bullish for stocks. Hyper bullish because it gives corporations pricing power and then they turn that into earnings power. Yes, ultimately, at the end of the day, You and I, the consumer, wind up paying for those higher prices, but right now we're still in that sweet spot. We're still in that sweet spot where early inflation is hyper bullish for equities. Where else you can invest your money? You got to be in stocks. Uh, What did the markets do today? Again, NASDAQ today, our leader, up a big 146 points, closing at the highest of the day. Again, what you want to see, just below an all-time high, closing at uh, 13,996. S&P 500 came in second, up 13 points at 41.41, all-time high. Dow Jones today, again, recouping what were pretty solidly negative losses on the Johnson & Johnson news. J&J, of course, is in the Dow Jones. It was down well over to 3% at the open. It, it came back as well uh, because people think this news is not all that bad. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but the Dow, down, Dow down today, 68 points. 
at 33,677. And finally, Russell 2000 finishing down two tenths of 1% at 2228. We like small caps here a lot. We think they're going to play catch up. And when the small caps play catch up, they tend to do it in a hurry. And that is actually how we're positioned right here. Uh, what else today? I just want to t- talk about a couple of um, kind of outliers. Again, these are big, big reasons to be bullish too. Bitcoin, all-time high today, right? You've only seen it talked about a million times today uh, because people like to talk about something they're making money in, and a lot of people are making money in Bitcoin today, trading at uh, 63072 up uh, 5%, up 3000 Bitcoin has been really uh, has, has been pretty much the best, has been, had the best correlation as an Early indicator for, 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 the, for the equity markets. It's, it's a great risk-on, risk-off indicator. And, folks, it's been that for now almost four years. Obviously, at all-time highs, Bitcoin is flashing a buy signal for stocks. Uh, that's not a minor buy signal in our opinion. Uh, we think it's, it's, again, time to continue to buy your favorite investments. This is a stock picker's market. This is a stock and a sector rotation kind of market. Um, and that's very bullish, you know. It keeps everything from getting extreme overbought. Um, and also, Tesla. Tesla today up a big 8%. You know, a company this size going to 8% in a single day is pretty remarkable. Tesla at 759, up 8% on the day. Tesla has been another risk-on, risk-off market indicator. Also today, flashing a, a new buy signal. Um, so that's, that's all bullish. Of course, the big news again tomorrow is the banks. We get uh, tomorrow before the open, uh, we get the, uh, we'll call it the big three for tomorrow in the banking financial world, and that is the Vampire Squid, Goldman Sachs, they all report before the market opens. Goldman Sachs, Vampire Squid, and then we have J.P. Morgan, which is the master of the universe, and then we have Wells Fargo, which is the ultimate fraud bank, really, of, of our last decade, pretty much, uh, with all the mortgage fraud they've had. And with all of the uh, uh, customer abuse uh, that they've had, opening accounts that were that you know that are just that never really existed uh, to pad their their salespeople's uh, bonuses. Anyway, all three of those report tomorrow before the open. It's going to set the tone. We're on record as saying banks are going to crush earnings, absolutely destroy earnings. Although you didn't see it today, I tell you what, the market's giving you a tell today. It's not it's, it's not a bullish tell in the banks. BKX today, the bank index down one point six percent. Off the lows, but frankly, not 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 by a whole lot. Let me take a look at the XLF, which is the financial ETF. XLF today better uh, uh, down uh, down down just less than one percent. Uh, and again, we're we're still talking about BKX and XLF. The banks are really trading right at uh, their uh, recent highs. So, um, but we still think they destroy tomorrow. And uh, the reaction, of course, is going to be again. It's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. That's what we'll all be looking for tomorrow. And I don't really care about opening trades. They don't matter. You know, you can see uh, uh, these stocks gap up or down on news that disappoints or, or, or doesn't. Uh, but you, you really want to see how these things trade tomorrow at about mid-morning. That's, that's, that's my memory of the banks and how they trade. We think the banks will crush tomorrow. We think their stock prices are going to go higher and we think it's going to be broad market bullish. We're early cycle. Again, economic recovery, early cycle, tends to be very bullish for banks. And uh, we look for big numbers tomorrow. Uh, what else today? Um, 
A couple other points that, that we think are bullish. Obviously, tomorrow, you have the Coinbase IPO. It's actually a direct listing. The, 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 the price talk on this is, uh, is in the outrageous zone of uh, $200 to $400 a share. Probably going to be upper end. Um, we love Coinbase. We've been waiting to buy it in the IPO for some time, and we'll wait and see tomorrow where it opens before making that decision. I really don't think there are going to be a lot of big pullbacks in Coinbase. I mean, it's uh, – and it's, again – it's going to be very bullish for both for both Bitcoin and Coinbase. Some people think that the Coinbase IPO is going to be a buy the rumor, sell the news event, meaning that uh, that uh, that these cryptos are going to top out. I'm I'm not in that camp. I mean, we're still early in this move higher. If you've been joining us here, you know for some time our target minimum target on Bitcoin is a hundred thousand uh, dollars, and uh, that gives it about a market cap in the two trillion dollar, just over two trillion dollars. And we think it's ultimately headed to at least that level, probably before there's a next big correction, to tell you the truth. So that's what we're looking for. But the other news that we really like, we got last night from the SEC. And I think I've never, I wrote this this morning for our members. I don't think I've ever written and said, congratulations and kudos to the SEC. But I did it this morning for the action they, that they took on SPACs. These are special pur- purchase acquisition companies. Uh, that have been going public at a rate of 20 per week. 20 per week! That's not sustainable. It's not healthy for the market. It brings oversupply. And so that means when we, with this oversupply of both SPACs and IPOs, by these SPACs are being priced at ridiculous levels because that's the market we're in, right? We're, we are in a frothy market. And investors tend to not care what they pay for in a frothy market. That, in a frothy market. That's where you get you know, your big corrections from. When the market just says, we're not taking anymore, we, we don't have any more buying power, we're out of liquidity. And so we just, we, we really applaud the SEC for the action they took, which has been had a chilling effect so far on these SPAC offerings over the last few days, made official last night by the SEC's news, that they're looking at the accounting practices of, of these SPACs and how they're units, uh, because SPACs are all made up of units. They have the, uh, a unit, inside the unit is a stock, inside that also is a warrant. Those three trade in the unit. They all trade separately, which has really had an impact on our uh, on our internals as well. But uh, again, this should really reduce the number of SPACs that go public. They should be under a much brighter light. And see, when you go public through a SPAC, you don't have an IPO roadshow. You don't have an opportunity for analysts to really look under the hood, get to ask, start asking all the tough questions, and expose these companies for what they are. And so many of these remind me of the, uh, the final stage of the dot-com melt-up from 99 on, where these were just crappy companies that should never have gone public. But they, 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 they did, and they could, because there was so much liquidity chasing the next hot thing. But again, kudos to the SEC for taking this action. We need far fewer SPACs going public. Or if they're going to go public, how about this? At reasonable valuation, so we don't kill the golden goose with the stock market. Uh, that's very good news. But we do have a lot of IPOs uh, coming, coming public this week as well. So a lot of supply, folks. If you wonder why the market's acting weird, it's because there's a lot of supply. Um, all right, let's take a look at the internals today. Again, internals today, today marked six out of seven days with mixed to negative internals. We saw it today again. Um, negatives across the board for uh, advanced decline and up-down volume at NYSE, but just barely so, very, very barely so. But still, you know, uh, in a market that's higher, S P 100 up 13, NASDAQ up 146, 
these internals shouldn't be like this. They, there's, there's something happening. Maybe you can say it's all due to the SPACs. Don't really think so. There's a lot of possibilities. Tyler talked about this yesterday. It either means the market's due for a pause, maybe, maybe even a pullback, or this is like an internal correction that's happening, right, inside the internals as the, as the market continues to power higher with all these various rotations happening. It's really fascinating what's happening in this market, but it just shows you how strong this bull is, that even with six out of seven days having mixed and negative internals, the market continues to plow higher. That's impressive. NASDAQ, advanced decline, again, just slightly negative. Uh, actually, volume was positive for NASDAQ. That's good to see. And uh, finally, for our 52-week high low, another impressive day, 382 stocks hit new 52-week highs to just 93 hitting new 52-week lows. Finally today for our VRA Commodity Watch, gold today up $13 an ounce at $17.45, silver up $0.54 cents an ounce at $25.41, copper up $0.02 cents a pound at $4.04 a pound, oil today back over $60. We love oil and energy stocks here. Oil up $0.68 cents a barrel at $60.39. And finally, once again, Bitcoin, 63072 up $3,035 a Bitcoin. That's a big 5% move higher. Big day tomorrow, bank earnings, big day tomorrow, Coinbase, a continued move higher likely in, uh, in Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies were just exploding higher. This is an interesting time to be alive, interesting time to be an investor. We're just one year in, folks, to a new bull market. Have a great day. We always appreciate you being here. Join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.